Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Link Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is crazy. First things first, I want to thank everybody that was sending me prayers and thoughts when I had my surgery done. I am doing better. It's just taking a minute to get back up and moving. I'll be off my feet for eight weeks, but I will be back soon. So, but tonight's episode is about the number 666, the mark of the beast. Now, I did all my research and everything online, like I always do. Wrote everything down on notes, I'm going to tell you everything that I found. But, my personal opinion on the number 666 is that it's evil. It's just bad. Uh, and that's just because of the way I was raised and how it says in the Bible. But, I'm going to go ahead and read everything that I found for you guys. That way, you guys can know what the research was. So we're just going to go ahead and start. P.T. Barnum was an American showman of the 19th century who captivated American audiences with elaborate hoaxes that earned him a reputation as the Prince of Humbugs. He didn't consider his shows to be underhanded because his audience were willing participants in his ruses. In Barnum's words, the people like to be humbugged. During the tribulation, there will be a new showman who surpasses every grandstander before him. Unlike Barnum, his tricks won't be lighthearted, entertainment, or freely chosen. Promising peace and prosperity, he will convince nations to disarm and grant him complete control. Together with his false prophet, the Antichrist, will convince millions that his government and his economic system is everything you ever wanted, It's everything you'll ever need, and it's right here in front of you. It is where you want to be, is what he'll say. The price of admission of this world order will be a non-refundable mandatory mark worn by every citizen. It is known as the mark of the beast, or simply 666. In Revelation 13, we are told the Antichrist's right-hand man, the beast from the earth, also known as the false prophet, will introduce a mark to bolster his one-world rule. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 13, 16-17. The word used in the passage for the mark is the Greek word Tragma. In antiquity, this word was always associated with the Roman emperor. It often contained the emperor's name, his image, and the year of his reign. It was necessary for buying and selling and was required to be affixed to the documents to attest to their validity. Validity. Man, I can't even talk. During the tribulation, every living person will be required to take the beast's mark, as in the days of Rome. It will be the only way to function in society. Many have theorized about the meaning of 666. Goliath stood six cubits feet tall, and he wore six items of armor. Nebuchadnezzar's statue stood 60 cubits high, six cubits wide, and six musical instruments beckoned its worshippers. Some have named Nero, Hitler, various U.S. presidents, and other world leaders as the beast represented by the number. All these guesses are 
just that. They're just guesses of what the beast and who the beast is. That tell us nothing about the meaning of the number. The most likely answer is perhaps the least intriguing. Revelation 13, 18 tells us it is the number of man. We see this affirmed throughout the scripture. In Genesis, God created man on the sixth day. In the Old Testament law, men were called to work six out of every seven days. A Hebrew could only be held as a slave for a maximum of six years. After six consecutive years of sowing a field, it was required to lay fallow. The number may not identify an individual so much as it identifies the human race. We could sum up to say the number 666 represents the ultimate in human ingenuity and competence. The Antichrist is the etome of man's last attempt of ruling the world before Jesus overrules all those who oppose him once and for all. The Mark of the Beast will offer hollow promises and incomplete relief during the tribulation. It will give people access to buy and sell goods, but many will barely earn enough money to buy food. Revelation 6, 6, worse still, the mark will separate its bearers from the love of God and to sentence them to eternal judgment. If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. I can't even talk today, guys. Of course, that's the other reason why you come to listen to me, because I try to read my notes and everything. I can't talk, so you guys are just, you love to hear that. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. They have to rest day and night who worship the beast in his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name shall follow as. Revelation 14, 9-11 Mankind yearns for completeness because God has put eternity in our hearts. Isolations 3.11, the number 666, reminds us to there is something or someone missing. Man's best efforts will never culminate in perfection. On our own, we will always come up short, and we will always long for the perfect completeness that can only be found in God. Those who refuse the mark of the beast will suffer the Antichrist's wrath. They will be unable to buy, sell, work, or function in society. Anyone without the mark will be killed or starved. Revelation 14, 9-11 And Christians will be martyred for their faith. The only alternative will be to focus on what is unseen rather than what is seen. The Apostle Paul endured beatings, shipwrecks, stonings, and more, yet did not deter him from serving the Lord. In his second letter to the church at Corinth, Paul explained the source of his hope that sustained him through these trials. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. 
For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 Refusing the mark will cause temporary suffering, but the Bible assures us that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8, 18 Six represents man, but seven symbolizes God. Seven is the number of completion. God created seven days in a week. The seven notes in the musical scale in Leviticus 23. He ordained seven feasts. Jesus made seven I am statements about himself. And he made seven statements from the cross. One day he will be honored with a sevenfold doxology. By every creature on earth worthy of the Lamb who has slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Revelation 5.12 The number 7 appears more than 30 times in the book of Revelation. Seven sealed judgments present present the world ruined by man. Seven trumpet judgments present the world ravaged by Satan. Seven bowl judgments represent the world reclaimed by God. Complete destruction, complete desolation, complete redemption, even God's judgment is meted out perfect proportion. Proverbs 24-12. So the mark of the beast and then guys, it's just it's just it's it's bad news. During the tribulation, if you want to do anything, you gotta have this mark on your hand or your forehead. Well therefore you're just letting Satan in and pretty much making God angry. So you will live in torment for eternity. So, that's just crazy. I just read all this and was just blown away by the fact that the number had such a significance with everything and how even 777, or the number 7, represented God. So I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and I hope you guys, I want to thank you guys again for being here and for supporting me through everything. I'm still a little you know, groggy and woozy from the medication, from the surgery. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this. Ain't y'all enjoyed me long talking through this like I always do and screwing up my words like I always do. So just, you know, forgive me for that, guys, and for me sounding a little groggy. So thank you guys all so very much. You will hear from me tomorrow night. Thank you for all the love and support, and you will hear from me tomorrow night. Thanks. Bye, everyone.